This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Aimpoint Research, blending military intelligence with market research capabilities to help agri-food companies. Visit aimpointresearch.com to learn more. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Things are moving on the infrastructure front, but ever so slowly. House Democrats negotiated overnight to come to a resolution over the timing of votes on the Senate-passed infrastructure bill and the much larger reconciliation package. The infrastructure legislation will get a vote by September 27th under an agreement reached by chamber leadership and a group of moderates pushing for speedy consideration. The House advanced a procedural vote on the measure this afternoon. For many in agriculture, the infrastructure bill includes some critical investments, AgriPulse's Ben Nulli reports on one such sector. Inland waterway advocates are closely watching House negotiations on how they move forward to pass a $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. Dustin Davidson is with the Waterways Council. He's hopeful lawmakers will come together to understand the need for improving America's infrastructure, especially locks and dams. Uh, you look at the portfolio of projects for the inland waterways community, there are 15 uh, at a price of $7 billion. Right now in that infrastructure bill, there's $2.5 billion for inland waterways. Um, and when you match that with the trust fund that our members pay into, that can provide up to $4 billion over the next five years. Fixes include things like expanding lock chambers. Looking at you know increasing the lock chambers from 600 feet to 1,200. Um, and it's also looking at new uh, new technologies to help move uh, those projects along a little bit faster. So. You know, we're looking at um, quicker contracts. We're looking at trying to put, you know, better materials down. We're looking at hopefully uh, providing a, a much better product than, than we previously have over the past 50 years. Davidson says the money would allow two-thirds of the projects to be completed. In Paducah, Kentucky, Ben Nully, AgriPulse. A busy day at the Department of Agriculture included the updating of enforcement language on a closely watched provision of the Packers and Stockyards Act, USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service rolled out today a new set of frequently asked questions to clarify how it will enforce the existing language finalized by the Trump administration on the subject in 2020. That rule, says USDA Senior Advisor for Fair and Competitive Markets Andy Green, left some issues on the table. There are plenty of circumstances that the Packers and Stockyards covered that are not undue preferences. And the 2020 final rule was about undue preferences. Plenty of circumstances where the problem is an unfair practice or it's an undue prejudice. Those are not covered by the 2020 final rule. And so they revert back to our normal sort of standard approach that doesn't have the items in the, in the 2020 final rule that folks have, have been concerned about. In July, USDA said it would roll out new rulemaking, something Green says is still in the works even with the rollout of the new enforcement language. These FAQs are a bridge. They're, they're an interim step that take the law as it is today, show how we're going to enforce it to the maximum extent possible to protect farmers and ranchers, to take on concentration of power that lower incomes to farmers and ranchers and raise prices to consumers and, and otherwise undermine economic productivity and innovation. But, but, but the FAQs, they don't, they don't change the law. So that's why we have to do new rulemaking. A proposed rule from the Biden administration is expected by the end of the year. There's more detail in our story on agripulse.com. 
Also online today, USDA will allow a broader data set to be used for contract growers and specialty crop producers taking relief from the coronavirus food assistance program. USDA said producers will be able to compare 2020's income figures to either 2019 or 2018, whichever was more representative of an operation's typical year. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. Finally today, a federal judge has thrown out another challenge to California's Prop 12. This time, it was a case brought by the Iowa Pork Producers Association, who alleged the state's producers would be harmed by the new housing requirements mandated by the rule. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Aimpoint Research blends military intelligence techniques with market research capabilities to help agri-food organizations discover what's really happening in the marketplace, what's going to happen in the future, and what to do to ensure success. Visit aimpointresearch.com to learn more. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.